A quick note before you dive into today's episode. While I will always be an advocate for multi-passionates embracing their talents as a gift, not a burden, I have decided that I'm no longer going to run a business with that as the goal. Please note that as you listen to any episodes, any of the offers that I have expressed, especially my coaching program, which I've talked about in many episodes, those are no longer relevant as my business is closing. If you'd like to stay connected, come and find me on LinkedIn. The link will be added across the show notes in all episodes. Be well. Welcome to the Multi-Passionate Mastery Podcast, the podcast where creatives come to embrace their talents as a gift, not a burden. I'm your host, Deanna Joy, lover of crystals and houseplants and mom to a very cute rescue pup named Chai. Together, we'll explore how to finally make friends with focus, ditching overwhelm and idea fatigue once and for all, and how to be unapologetic about who you are as a multi-passionate. But I'm not just going to pump you up with a bunch of empowerment content. I'm going to give you tools and practices that you can implement starting today. It's time to unlock your multi-passionate mastery. Let's begin. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. If you are new here, welcome. And if you are not new here, thanks for coming back. Today, I'm going to do something a bit different. I'm going to share a sneak peek of my How to Finish What You Start as a Multi-Passionate Workshop. I know that as a multi-passionate, finishing what you start can feel like a rare occurrence. (laughs) We spend a lot of time trying to figure out what we want to start and maybe starting and getting in the middle and getting a bit bored and then stopping. What I want for you to experience is this unshakable trust in yourself that if something continues to feel aligned for you, and you continue to use your intensive focus sessions to drop back into your why and keep your priorities aligned, like we talk about in episode three, that you're going to be able to see it through. You're going to be able to finish what you start. So before I push play on the sneak peek of this workshop, I do want to let you know that this is a very small segment of a 90-minute workshop, and you can grab the replay of this full workshop experience inside of the Multi-Passionate Mastery Bundle. The Multi-Passionate Mastery Bundle has a total of six masterclasses that are pre-recorded, including Multi-Passionate Mastery 101, Overcoming Idea Fatigue, Email Marketing for Creatives, How to Pivot Without Apology, How to Do a Focus Audit, and How to Create a Season of Focus. So you can grab the replay of this live workshop in that bundle and you'll automatically get access to those other trainings that I mentioned. There's also a downloadable content vault inside, and I'm always updating the bundle. And if you purchase it once, you get access to all future updates. You can click the link in our show notes to grab the full replay of this masterclass inside of that bundle. But for now, I'm going to push play. You're going to hear a different intonation in my voice. I get really excited when I'm teaching live, so I'll sound a bit different. The sound quality will be a little bit different because this is an entirely different format where I'm doing a visual presentation and teaching a workshop to students who are there in real time. 
But I hope you enjoyed this sneak peek and don't forget to click the link in our show notes to grab the full replay. All right, let's get into it. Let's begin by talking about five secret benefits of finishing what you start. The first one is making that energetic investment up front. As a multi-passionate, when you are weighing all of the options that you have before you and you settle on something to dedicate yourself to, to see through, that very process of getting to that point has already brought forward new aspects of yourself. And those aspects are what you get to continue getting to know throughout the process of seeing that choice through to completion. It's very powerful, but easily overlooked. And that brings us to the second secret benefit, which is accelerated personal growth. When you're able to go from start to completion of a project, that means that you're moving through various stages of that project, from ideation to creation, right there, just right there. How potent is that? Who are you when you're bringing an idea from your mind, your spirit, your soul into the world? Even before you've told anyone, you're having your own internal experience and that is not to be overlooked. It's potent. And then after you create it, you're gonna start telling people about it, figuring out what your marketing is going to look like, staying behind the value that it can provide. Who are you as you move through those stages? I'll tell you something, you're a person who's experiencing growth and finishing what you start can accelerate your growth, even if you decide to put it down later, which we will absolutely be talking about today. The third secret benefit is making peace with maintenance. If I could create a superhero for multi-passionates, it would be like maintenance maven or something. Because we all know who we are when we are excited and enthralled in the energy of something new. But who are we when we're sending weekly recap emails or showing up for the coaching calls bi-weekly just like we said we would? or providing the course content like we said we would, or mailing the package out to the person who ordered it. It's not that same exciting energy, but if we can make peace with that stage, with the maintenance stage, and yes, sometimes that will mean handing things off, getting out of the way, right? It can look like a lot of different things. But as we make peace with that stage, guess what happens? The whole concept of multiple streams of revenue starts to come more into focus. If we never make peace with the maintenance phase, then like many of us may have experienced, and I'm saying us, cause I totally am not exempt. We end up with a pile of things that we started that just sort of, we started them and that's great, but we didn't maintain them. So we didn't even allow them to gain momentum and get to the place where maybe they could start to bring in some revenue or just be a part of our overall things that we offer, right? So making peace with maintenance is really powerful. And as you finish what you start, you learn how to work through and make peace with that stage. 
It's literally a superpower because as a multi-passionate, if you can master that and embrace that and love that, you're unstoppable. And that brings me to the next benefit. It's a boost in self-confidence. Finishing what you start is like the ultimate power move because you're gathering proof that you can. Even as a highly multi-passionate person, when you say you're gonna do something and it feels correct and you continue to see it through to the end, you are proving to yourself that you can do exactly that. Once you have that proof, we can go to the next secret benefit, you're going to take a lot more approachable risk. I put the word approachable there because I'm diving a little bit into nervous system work recently. And I think taking risk is cute. I think doing the scary thing is cute. And I, I, I said that many times. I'm also learning how that language may not always be supportive. So as you gain this confidence, you're going to take more approachable risk. What does that mean? That translates into ideas coming out of your head and out of your heart and going out into the world where they belong. We need your genius out into the world. So this is the energy that we're going to really be cultivating today throughout the rest of this presentation. We'll touch back on these many, many times. And I want you to sort of hear these in the back of your, of your mind as we're going through. Okay. All right. So first I want to get some things straight before we dive in. Number one, finishing what you start doesn't mean that you'll never change your mind. My second superhero would be like the pivot queen because this is really important. I want you to hear the differentiator here. Because I know how to finish what I start, because I know that that is not the reason I put something down, it's not because I'm intimidated by the concept of finishing. Because I have that knowledge, when I pivot, which does happen somewhat often, which is fine, I do it with complete confidence and conviction and I invite my community to pivot with me and then we all get to go someplace amazing. And it ends up working out for everyone's benefit. But finishing what you start doesn't mean you're never gonna change your mind. If you have a voice in the back of your head that's saying, don't do this, this is not the thing, and you can already see another option from top to bottom exactly how it would work out and your more energy is there anyway, then just go with that. I have a whole masterclass inside of the bundle called How to Pivot Without Apology. So if you want to dive more into that energy, then watch that later, okay? And you'll see that I absolutely stand behind this. So does that make sense? This is something that I would love to make sure before we move forward, let me know if this makes sense. Finishing what you start doesn't mean that you'll never change your mind. But it means that if you do decide to pivot, it won't be because you're intimidated by the whole concept of just reaching the finish line. Okay, so now we're going to talk about getting out of learning mode and into action mode. Raise your hand or type in the chat if you ever have felt like you are just on a perpetual cycle of learning and you're just wondering at what point are you going to start doing something <laughs> to put everything into practice? Raise your hand or type in the chat if you've ever, ever been there. I've spoken to a lot of people in my community, and this is really, really common. We invest and we learn 
and then we look around and we haven't taken any action. I've been here too, but I'm, I'm pretty good at taking action, which is why I'm excited to be able to share what's worked for me so that it can hopefully help you as well. So I want you to get to that place too, where you feel so excited to finish what you start that you are like, let's go. Let's just get into action mode. Because you have already created your season of focus declaration, now you're going to look at your investments that you've made, your courses, your bundles, all of that stuff with a fresh set of eyes. Cool. I've got all this stuff on my digital shelf, so to speak. Which one of these investments will best support me during this season of focus? That should knock out like half the things that you have, right? After that, Create specific times for engaging with those materials and hold yourself accountable. You can do this in a myriad of ways. Here's one example. Maybe Mondays and Fridays, you work through course content. The course content that is actually going to help you with your season of focus declaration and your project. And then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are dedicated to active focus activities. And you're not in learning mode those days. You could also do, okay, every night when I'm preparing dinner, I'll listen to my course, but during the workday, I'm working on my stuff. I'm not going to use workday hours to take this course. I'm going to do that in the evening or in the morning as I'm getting dressed. So there's a lot of ways you can do this. This is just one example, but creating that boundary around your time and around the time that you are investing in engaging in these materials, these learning materials can really be supportive. Step two, make it simpler. A lot of times what keeps us in learning mode and not going into action mode is we're thinking about the breadth of a project, the entire thing. We're gonna do a exercise together right now. And I'm gonna show you how you can break down a seemingly kind of overwhelmingly big project into smaller, smaller uh, steps. So if you've got a sheet of paper, what I want you to do is write down main task and I want you to write down host a dinner party for 200 people and after you write that down type in the chat how this makes you feel if you're watching the replay then just feel in your body how that makes you feel when you look at your paper and you see host a dinner party for 200 people what comes up for you what would come up for me, for example, is where are, where? Not in my apartment. They're not going to fit in here. 200 people, that's a lot of food. What are their diets? Oh, sounds like a lot. Whose idea was this? <laughs> Who knows 200 people? Like, what's going on? That's my first kind of thought. It's just like, eh, no, reject, reject. I don't want to do it. Okay. So more than likely... When you look at that task, you might feel a little bit overwhelmed because it seems like a big task. So now what I want you to do is just skip a couple lines and write down the word subtask, just as you see on the screen here. And underneath that, I want you to write, what's the very first step that you would take? If someone said to you, hey, you're going to host a dinner party for 200 people. What's the first step you would take? 
write that down on your paper. And if you're here, you can type it in the chat. Just what's the first thing that you would do? Find a space. Okay. So that's a great first step. So if your first first step was to find a space or find a venue, how can that first step inform the very next step that you would take? Now you're going to write down the next step. Then what? So as soon as you have that first small step, typically what happens is the next step just sort of comes like, well, I'm going to hit Google and look up venues. Okay. And then maybe I'm going to have a few numbers that I'm going to call and ask if they're available. Then I need to probably choose a date that I'm going to do this, right? Then I might reach out to people and figure out what their diets are. Then I might look into catering companies who can serve. And all of a sudden, we're on track to host this dinner party for 200 people. But when we were looking at this as hosting a dinner party for 200 people, unless that's your profession, in which case you're like, this is a terrible example. I do this in my sleep. But the point is, when we're looking at the project in just the main task format, it is really difficult to take action. We would much rather take a course about how to host a dinner party than actually do it because it feels overwhelming. So the first thing that you're gonna do is put some boundaries, some time boundaries around when you're going to be engaging in these learning materials. The second thing you're gonna do is just make it simpler, make it easy for you to take action, okay? So focus on the first step, then the next step. And remember that progress is a gradual process. If you can repeat that to yourself and if you can remember that, it'll be a lot easier to usher yourself out of learning mode and into action mode because you don't need to finish the entire project today. You just need to take the first step and then the next step. I hope that you've enjoyed this sneak peek of the how to finish what you start as a multi-passionate workshop. If you want to know how to know which project to start with first, how to keep your momentum going without burning out, how to stay focused all the way through to the finish line and so much more, definitely grab the replay of this full workshop. Again, you can grab that inside of the multi-passionate mastery bundle, which I created just for you because I am dedicated not just to pumping you up with empowerment content, but giving you practical tools that you can apply to step in to your multi-passionate mastery. All right. Thanks for joining me today and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the multi-passionate mastery podcast. If you received anything valuable from this episode, send it to a friend. I know you've got some creative people in your life who need to hear this. Also, please take a moment to pop over to iTunes and leave a review. Even sharing one sentence about how you feel about this podcast can help us reach the hearts and ears of more multi-passionates. If you're not exactly sure how to leave a review, I've left some instructions for you down in the show notes. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.